following is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. From the diamond, to the clubhouse, to the front office, this is the show that feeds the passion for all Twins fans. It's Inside Twins. Inside Twins is sponsored by Quick Trip. For all your grocery essentials, plus hot food, including pizza and freshly prepared hand-breaded chicken, Twins fans, Quick Trip has you covered. It is a beautiful Sunday here at Target Field. Twins and the Reds wrapping up the regular season here today. Of course, more baseball coming up as the Twins begin the postseason officially on Tuesday. Now they know they will be at Target Field, but the team that they will play, that will be decided as the day moves along, not just with the Twins game, but other games going on across uh, the country as well. It should be a great day of baseball everywhere as uh, we get set for this one today here at Target Field. This is Inside Twins brought to you by Quick Trip. For all of your grocery essentials plus hot food, including pizza and freshly prepared hand-breaded fried chicken, Twins fans, Quick Trip has you covered. I'm Corey Provis, and our guest on our Sunday show is the, uh, the reigning American League Manager of the Year, gearing up for his second postseason run as the skipper of the Twins. Always great to catch up with manager Rocco Baldelli. Rock, happy fall Sunday to you. How are you? Thank you, Cor. It's uh, nice to be here with you on the on the last show of the year. It's uh, it's a uh, you know it's been a crazy year, and and we made it through the regular season, and we're in a good spot. And I think uh, you know I think we're all very fortunate to to be here, and guys are playing well. A lot of good happening. A lot to get to on the show today, but first, the the biggest challenge was what to reach Game sixty. Well. I, I think there was a there were logistical challenges. I think there was a time where where baseball as a whole kind of looked around and was a little unsure of of what was going on because we were figure everything out on the go. Um, you know, there were a couple of uh, spurts that a couple of teams had with where there were some health uh, you know scares and and we were looking at it saying, my God, I, if we have one more right now, uh, we may we may have to to halt this thing for a little bit. So there there was that thought in the background. Um, you know, continually, and, and luckily we persevered and we found ways to, uh, you know, get literally just make it work on a, on, a, on a daily basis. We found ways to fix the schedule up for a few of the teams, uh, had to get a little bit creative, um, but ultimately uh, I think everyone started to get better and better with how to take care of ourselves and, and, and all the general protocols and, and guys started, you know, literally just going on healthier and healthier and, and, you know, fewer and fewer issues with the virus, and we just kept playing ball games. Rock, give us kind of a behind-the-scenes look at, at the science and the testing as the season itself played out. How did it change? How did it evolve from that first week now here into late September? Yeah, well, the, the testing for most of the year was uh, every other day the, the, the Tier 1 group would come in and and get tested and if there was you know say an off day and it seemed like you know we would miss a day you know generally we would we would test another time make sure we got it done and you know we walk into a little room and uh, we have a couple of technicians who are very friendly and they would help us and you know we, we literally just spit in this very little tube and we mail it out and and we get the results later and it felt like early on um, you know there was a, a feeling of every time we would we would go out there and test and then come back and wait for the results. You know, there was a chance that, you know, someone could potentially be uh, testing positive or two people or three people. And it was, you know, you weren't really sure, you know, what we would be dealing with. As the season has gone on, those numbers have uh, seemingly subsided in baseball. 
there's still, you know, there's still always the the chance that if you don't take care of yourself, or even if you do, that you're going to run into some kind of issue. But we the issues have been fewer uh, and and uh, far between. So um, that's kind of that's worked out. But in the clubhouse, you know, we walk around. I have had this mask on 99.9 percent of the time, except really when I'm when I'm changing or taking a sip of water or something like that. So uh, we wash our hands a hundred. You know, times a day that that Clorox uh, stuff also helps when we're not uh, using the soap and water, Corey. So it's it's basically just what I think a lot of other people are trying to do uh, out there in, in the country. And we just have to take it to the next level because we have a lot of people in a confined space. The, the dialogue that you've had with the guys, how differently has it been this season compared to last when, you know, last year you're talking about obviously their mental well-being going through a season uh, but their physical ailments, maybe their family life, and also their baseball skill set. But this year, did the, did the dialogue shift more to the mental side of things than their game day preparation? Yeah, the, I mean, a lot of the the dialogue did change. And, and normally you're focusing on mainly baseball. You're winning ball games. You're keeping guys in a good frame of mind to, to play baseball. You know, you still obviously check in on guys, spend a lot of time seeing how they're doing and things like that. You know, a lot of what's gone on this year has actually not been the baseball side of it. I, I bet every team would agree that half of the baseball discussions that you're used to having on a daily basis, both both internally, you know, staff-wise and with the players, are probably cut out. And and most of that that other time is being used to really just check in with with the guys to make sure that we're doing things the right way. And um, is it something that that we all love to do? No, but it's very uh, it's it's very necessary and it's very relevant. Uh, and we know we're going to have to operate in a certain manner, where we're going to need the help of every person in this clubhouse to do it the right way. And luckily, we have a really really good group here who wants to do things the right way and take care of the the person next to them. And we've been able to do that. But it's taken time and it's taken energy from every single party. Rock, one more thought, then we'll take our first break. Shifting to on-field matters now, 59 games in. Uh, the, the biggest on-field surprise that maybe you did not expect, if that's individually based or just how one unit has performed compared to others, any, any one or two surprises that stand out watching your team play through 59 games? Yeah, I think... Uh... I will not. I will definitely not call this a surprise, but I'll, I'll create my own question, I guess, to, to answer. But just watching Kenta Maeda go out there and get a chance to, to watch him really for the first time up close doing his thing, um, just extraordinarily impressive. I think it's hard to, to not lock in on that as something uh, that, that was pretty special this year that we all got a chance to, to watch. Uh, we all know he's not done. He's going to go out there and, and keep pitching right now in, in some of the, the most important games. So, um, you know, he's been uh, very, very thorough in his work uh, pregame uh, when he's not pitching, keeping on his schedule. He's a, he's a machine. He's, he's locked in. He has a plan. He executes the plan all week long. And then he goes out there and pitches, and he's pitched great. Kenta Maeda will get the ball Tuesday in the playoffs to start the uh, postseason run. The Twins will be at target field. Now, which team will they play? That we do not know. We'll dive into that topic with Rocco Baldelli next as Inside Twins brought to you by Quick Trip rolls on on your home for Twins baseball. Inside Twins continues brought to you by Quick Trip for all of your grocery essentials plus hot food including pizza and freshly prepared hand-breaded fried chicken. 
Twins fans, quick trip as you covered. Corey Probus back with Rocco Baldelli. And Rocco, we finished with the uh, discussion on Kenta Maeda segment one, but the playoffs in general, as you woke up this morning, you knew this, that the Twins are a postseason team. You knew that they will be playing at Target Field, but the team to be determined is that strange going into the final Sunday as it could be one of five different teams you play here on Tuesday? Yeah, it, it's, it is a little bit odd, um, but it's the reality of it. You know, there's going to be eight teams in each league that get a chance to play. A lot of different things have changed in baseball this year. Uh, not knowing who we're going to play, we're not the only ones. I mean, no one really knows. Not very few teams have a, have a good idea of, of who they're going to be playing in the playoffs. You know, there's no way to really start preparing for any of those teams. All you can do is just worry about today. You get out there, you play. And that's it. We walked through in my office with a, with a group of the staff um, all of the different scenarios. And after about the third or fourth scenario, I was kind of looking around at everyone and just saying, you know, I, I, I can't even follow this. This is impossible. I, I'll tell you this. I would almost guarantee that no player in our clubhouse, I don't even know if there's many players in baseball, that, that actually know how all of that lines up with all of the different possibilities, with the win-loss possibilities, with the tiebreakers. I don't even know if anyone even knows what the tiebreakers are. But that's what we do. We worry about just playing the games right now, and we'll let it sort itself out. We'll try to go out there and, and win a division by winning a game today. You know, advanced work is, is such a vital part of, of a team's preparation, and we've seen that now with your club uh, the last couple of seasons. The challenge now for that group has to be monumental because of the unknown and only two days to prepare for, for a team. Could be a team that you have seen, but it could be some team entirely different. Yeah, it is. It's very challenging. And, uh, you know, we have Frankie and Colby and Josh who do a great job for us and, and prepare a lot of our uh, information and, and walk us through it a lot of the time. And believe me, I, I, I bet now that you say it, I bet they're probably all they're They're all sitting uh, in their chairs right now or doing whatever they're doing, knowing that there is a uh, there is something serious coming their way. And it is coming in about, uh, you know, five or six hours, maybe. Um, and, and they know that they're going to be on it and maybe a few nights of not sleeping as much uh, running through all of this stuff um, because it's, it's coming and it's going to come quick and it's going to come quick for every team because, like I said, no one really knows what's coming next, but uh, they're ready for it and we're ready for it. And, uh, you know, it almost feels a little bit more like, uh, like old school baseball. You're just going to, you know, you're going to use the information that you have, but you got to show up and just play. You don't have uh, a week to prepare for, uh, for a certain group. You know, normally in a given year, in a non-pandemic season, there is a reward for winning your division. And maybe the way that the playoff situation is set up this season, you don't have that same reward handed your way. Or do you not view it that way, that still a division title is still just that, and to win it is a challenge and an accomplishment. So a win today, back-to-back Central Division champs, a big deal today? It, it, it's big, and it's a, it's a big emotional, uh, I, I think, uh, boost for everyone. It's a very, very positive thing to know that you went out there and outplayed um, you know, everybody around you, everyone that you compete against, uh, is something that every player, every staff member, every person that works for an organization wants. I, I can't tell you I've ever run into anybody in Major League Baseball that would say, no, I'd prefer to come in. Uh, I prefer to come in second uh, because of this, that, or the other thing. No, you want to go out there and, and win a division and, and start by raising uh, one banner and hopefully more to come. Yeah, a Twins victory or a White Sox loss, and the Twins are back-to-back AL Central champions and rock the goal this weekend to do just that, uh, to lock up home field, but also to get through this weekend healthy and then a scare back on Friday night as he lost two key guys in the same game. Donaldson had to leave early with cramping in his right calf. 
And then that scary image of uh, Byron taking a fastball off of his helmet late in the game on Friday. Neither played Saturday. Will either play today? Uh, neither of them are going to start in today's game. Um, I haven't seen J.D. this morning, but I had a chance to talk with Buck, and Buck uh, just told me, he said, I'm, I'm feeling better. Every day I'm feeling uh, better. Uh, he, he was dealing with some, some mild uh, uh, symptoms, uh, a little headache, uh, things like that. But um, he said he's feeling, he's feeling good and he's feeling better. So I, I think there's a, a reasonable chance that we see uh, Buck out there. And, and frankly, I think we're going to be playing J.D. day to day. I think we're going to continually check on him. He's, he got a ton of work done in the training room, basically spent his whole day there yesterday. I would expect him to spend a lot of the day there today if they, if they come and uh, look at me and say he's, he's doing a, a heck of a lot better and you know he's basically close to back to normal. That would be great. Then we have a decision to make as far as later on in today's game. But beyond that, um, we're going we're gonna to wait it out, uh, continually check on him, uh, and hope he's also ready to go on Tuesday. Yeah, that, that dialogue you, that you often have with an injured player, if it's game 10 of the regular season, you have the luxury to you know sit out a few extra days and be uh, more cautious. Do you have that same luxury, especially regardless who you play, in a compressed best-out-of-three series starting on Tuesday, will guys try to force their way more into the lineup? And can you let them do that now, considering the postseason begins on Tuesday? Right. It's a, it, it is a very challenging uh, discussion. A lot of the times, guys will want to force their way into a lineup. Guys wait their whole careers to play playoff baseball. This is what, this is what these guys do, and they wait for it. Um, and when, when you're dealing with injuries, and sometimes injuries that, that maybe should keep guys out, they will, they will generally come in and say, I'm good, I'm playing, put me in there, and it's tough to even get uh, the truth out of some guys. So you kind of got to decipher really what's going on. And then there's always the question of, um, you know, you want your be- to put your best group out there, you want to put your best team out there. But when you look at it and say, okay, um, you know, if we do put this guy out there, if, he's, if he possibly does set himself back, do you, you're not going to possibly have them for the next round uh, if you keep playing and keep winning, or you just put them out there uh, and let them go and, and see what, where they're at, even if a guy is, say, at 90% but good to play. Um, those are tough decisions, and they're kind of in between gray area moves um, where there's no real perfect answer to it. You do, you do the best you can. You rely on your medical staff. You rely on the opinions of everyone who know all these guys, and you got to talk to the players. So you, you work it all together. Come Monday, come tomorrow, do you need to see, you know, Byron and, and Donaldson? Do they have to, to work out, uh, do some work, baseball activity on the field to cement a spot in the postseason roster that has to be submitted on Tuesday? Well, I, I don't want to say anything, uh, in, you know, set anything in stone, but, I, you know, it would be good to always see a guy move around, respond well physically, respond well with what they're telling you. Uh, before you put them in a game. But every injury is different. You know, Bucks and, and JDs are obviously very different. Uh, we're going to treat all those guys uh, individually and have those conversations first before we know what we need to see from them. Rich Hill and Sonny Gray, the pitching matchup to wrap up the series. We'll talk about Hill and more with Inside Twins. Brought to you by Quick Trip concludes next on your home for Twins Baseball. It's our final segment of Inside Twins, brought to you by Quick Trip for all of your grocery essentials, plus Hot food, including pizza and freshly prepared hand-breaded fried chicken. Twins fans, Quick Trip has you covered. Twins and the Reds coming up at 210. This program takes you up until the bottom of the hour. The Donna Realty pregame show with Chris is coming up momentarily. Rich Hill and Sonny Gray, the pitching matchup today, Rock, uh, in the rubber game of this series. And as you laid out the postseason starting plans with Maeda going game one, 
Barrios game two, Pineda game three. At least for now, Rich is the odd man out. A guy with his postseason experience, his postseason resume, did he take that news okay? Yeah, I mean, we, we definitely walked through a lot of different scenarios with Rich, and, and Rich signed here uh, to compete and, and play for a World Series. That's what Rich did, uh, and, and a lot of that had to do with him having an opportunity to pitch in, in playoff games. So here's the way it kind of laid out. You know, you, you can kind of look and say, hey, this is who it looks like we may be playing. This is how these matchups look. Um, and that's kind of the way you have to play it in playoff baseball. Uh, and we had our rotation lined up, and, and sometimes things change. We don't know who we're going to be playing, uh, so it's hard to say those things uh, uh, and feel really good about them. But um, knowing that we're also playing for the division right now, I feel really good having Rich Hill on the mound. So regardless of what's to come uh, next week, which, of course, we don't know, um, knowing that we have Rich out there and a game that matters at the end of the year for us feels really good. Uh, and, and looking at it, there's a chance that Rich, you know, potentially could be available in, in some way, shape or form on, say, uh, uh, Wednesday or Thursday. Um, but we're going to have to see how today's game goes. Hopefully we go out there. Rich pitches like himself, feels good, and we go out there and win. Yeah, coming off the uh, the elbow surgery and even the shoulder soreness that kept him out for a bit this summer, would, would he be physically okay to go on short rest if, indeed, you decide to mix and match a bit uh, whomever you play next week? You know, I, I don't think there's any way to know that. We haven't gone down that road yet uh, with him. But, again, we know when we get to uh, October, we know things that things sometimes change. And, and we're going to see how today's start goes. We're going to see how many pitches he throws. We're going to see how this matchup looks and who we get uh, in the next round. I think there is a lot to learn first before we know for sure. But I really wouldn't want to close any doors. And I know Rich wouldn't want to close any doors either. He just wants to pitch, and he wants to pitch when it matters. Yeah, this this roster has carried three catchers now. Uh, you know, certainly since Garver came back at Wrigley Field. Are you leaning in that direction to carry all three of Vila, Garver, and Jeffers' uh, postseason play come Tuesday? You know, that is also another strong possibility, I'd say. But again, nothing that we can lock. We we can't really lock in on anything yet until we know who we're who we're going up against and how we may use them. Um, but I, I would say this, I think we have a way to, to, to take all three of those guys, get them in games, take advantage of their strengths, uh, and, and use them all. Um, you know, this year we probably made more moves than we, ha than we did uh, last year for a lot of different reasons. Um, and, and frankly, all of those guys bring a lot to the table. And, and frankly, their skill sets are different. So um, I think there's a way to, to do that. Again, I think there are uh, situations where we may carry Two catchers, but I can certainly see a few where we're going to be carrying all three. Yeah, the way that you lead into a, to a postseason matchup, again, regardless who you play, what will be different for you? How you prepare going through what you went through last year, preparing for the Yankees, that first go-around as a manager in a postseason series. What did you take away from that that will make you better starting next week? Yeah, uh, you know, and we've had some of these discussions, and I bring a lot of this stuff up amongst our group. Um Playoff baseball and the week that leads into playoff baseball is very different than the regular season. And there are a lot of very, very difficult decisions to make. And, um, you know, you operate one way an entire year, and then you, you have to change some things up. And I don't think there's any way to get around that. I think the way we handle that is, uh, is important. The conversations that we have with our guys and the way we walk through things are important. I think it's better than just, you know, telling guys something, kind of almost laying the law down, and this is the way we're doing it. That's not generally 
uh, the way we get the most out of our players. So we walk through a lot of different discussions with our guys. Uh, and then, frankly, there are some, some tougher calls to make. Uh, and then when the games start, um, you know, those games are different. There's a different feel to them. The way you might use your pitchers is going to be different. The way you use your starters and the way you would generally use your relievers. You may work uh, sometimes backwards. We've seen that a lot in, in playoff uh, games. You, you might work backwards, uh, you know, and use some of your later inning guys early. Uh, and then, you know, try to hold that lead, try to allow your offense an opportunity to score some more runs. Uh, and then you go out there and try to win the game late uh, any way you can. So it's it's exciting. I think everyone here that was a part of this last year is, is, is really happy for the opportunity to be able to go out there this year again and have an opportunity to win a World Series. That sounds good. Rock, appreciate the conversation today. Congrats on a great season. Good luck in winning the division today. And we'll catch you up and chat pregame come Tuesday. Thanks a lot. And thanks for everything on your end, Core. Appreciate a good year. Thank you for everything. Uh, more with Rocco Baldelli coming up. The Twins' postseason run begins on Tuesday. We'll find out later on uh, the team that they will play. But we do know that the Twins will play postseason baseball here at Target Field at some point on Tuesday. Thank you so much for joining us here at Inside Twins, brought to you by Quick Trip. Stay tuned. Chris's pregame is coming up. It's the Adana, the Adana Realty pregame show. And then at 210, Game 3, Twins and the Reds. Rich Hill and Sonny Gray. Stay tuned. More to come. Twins baseball, a fun day coming up right here on your home for Minnesota Twins baseball. You've been listening to Inside Twins, brought to you by Quick Trip. For all your grocery essentials, plus hot food, including pizza and freshly prepared hand-breaded fried chicken, Twins fans, Quick Trip has you covered. This has been a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network.